Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome back to the I Am Mom podcast. Today I'm discussing a way to improve your mental, emotional, and physical health, which often gets overlooked. We are looking at the vagus nerve today, what it is, why it's important, and how you can work with your own vagus nerve to strengthen the communication between your brain, your heart, and your gut which ultimately helps you to improve your overall health. Now, if you follow my work, this is a piece of the holistic approach that I take to healing a variety of issues and managing stress and putting your body into a healing state. And it's something that I've worked on for myself in order to achieve optimal health. So first I want to start off a little bit with my personal background and how I realized the power of this magical vagus nerve. So I view the vagus nerve as this amazing nerve that can be stimulated to ultimately relieve anxiety and depression and reduce inflammation and even alleviate digestive conditions. So I'm going to tell you all about what it is. I just want to tell you a little bit about when I was younger. You may have heard my story about vomiting and diarrhea for the first 10 years of my life every day. And then as I entered my 20s, once in a while, I would experience an episode called vasovagal syncope. And that's when my heart rate and blood pressure would suddenly drop and then I would faint. So often that resulted in a trip to the ER. So it's not, it was never a dangerous condition, but it would cause a temporary lack of blood flow to my brain. And I could never figure out why that would happen to me and what the trigger was, because sometimes I was standing, sometimes I was sitting. Uh, there was, I was hydrated every time I wasn't seeing anything that was an apparent trigger or trigger such as I wasn't hungry, I wasn't seeing, you know, the sight of blood, nothing like that. So it was always a mystery as to why I would experience these episodes. And then, as I resigned from teaching high school, and I was on my healing journey, dealing with all the symptoms that came with the classic case of fibromyalgia, I started to learn about my vagus nerve. And by developing an understanding of the workings of the vagus nerve, it was then possible for me to work with my own nervous system so I could get my body into a state of healing. And that involved stimulating my vagus nerve, which actually activated my parasympathetic nervous system, which I'm going to talk about. 
So I'm not sure if the bowel issues or the vomiting or the fainting during my earlier years had anything to do with my vagus nerve, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. So what exactly is the vagus nerve? So it's actually the longest nerve in your body. It's your 10th cranial nerve and it connects your brain to so many important organs through the body. So the word vagus in Latin actually means wanderer. So it's considered the wandering nerve and it starts in the brain and it goes to all these organs in your body. Like think of it as branching out to your, your gut, like your intestines, your stomach, your heart, your lungs. So it's, it's the wandering nerve. And it plays a key part in your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, so let me just explain. We have a nervous system and there's a few branches to our nervous system. So we have the peripheral nervous system and the central nervous system. So the central nervous system is just our brain and the spinal cord. But our peripheral nervous system is broken up into the autonomic nervous system and the somatic nervous system. Now, the somatic nervous system, that's where that nervous system controls all, all, all of our voluntary muscular systems within the body. But then the systems that we don't have control over that are not voluntary, that's our autonomic nervous system, okay? And then the autonomic nervous system is divided into sympathetic and parasympathetic. So sympathetic nervous system, that's when we are in the stressed out state, in this fight or flight state, okay? So we are not relaxed. And what's happening is our body perceives that we are being threatened and that we are on high alert all the blood moves away from our forebrain. It moves away from our digestive system. It goes into the arms and legs. So we could actually fight or run away. And that was our survival mechanism back in, you know, back in the olden days before we evolved into today's life. So our body needed that fight or flight response in case there was a bear or tiger or something that was a threat to us. Now what's happening is people are always in this fight or flight state because they're always stressed out, whether it's, you know, the traffic that we're, we're experiencing on our morning commute or our kids that are stressing us out or our work or our relationships. There's a lot of stressors and people are staying in this fight or flight state. Now there's also a free state where basically we are just not thinking logically we're not able to be creative our immune system is not working and functioning optimally so fight fight or flight fight flight or freeze is part of our sympathetic nervous system our parasympathetic nervous system this is the state where we call it rest and digest our body is then able to rest to digest blood is flowing to our digestive system our body is in a healing state 
This is also the state that is called safe and social where your body, you feel safe and you're able to connect better with others. Okay. So the vagus nerve is a key part of your parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. It influences your breathing, your heart rate, your digestive function, and all of that influences your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health. So it's not really the nerve that we're worried about. It's the tone of the vagus nerve that is the main critical factor. So how do we measure vagus, vagal tone? Is we look at heart rate variability. So heart rate variability, it's not your heart rate. It's actually the time between your consecutive heart beats, okay? And when you have high heart rate variability, you then have higher vagal tone. So it's like a toned vagus nerve. But that means that your body can actually relax faster after periods of stress, because that's how our bodies were designed. They were designed to relax after acute periods of stress. But what's happening is a lot of people are experiencing chronic stress, so their bodies are never able to relax. So when you increase your vagal tone, then your physical health improves, your mental health improves, and your vagal response actually reduces stress. It reduces your heart rate. It reduces your blood pressure. It even changes certain functions of the brain. It actually influences the communication between your gut and your brain. It helps with digestion. Like there's so many things that happen with how our vagus nerve affects the way our body works. It, it's really fascinating. It's such a huge piece of the puzzle when we're dealing with anxiety and depression and uh, even like vocal cord issues and gut issues. And it's, it's a very, very fascinating part of our health that people do not often look at. So Low vagal tone, let me just give you an example. Low vagal tone has been linked to, for example, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, which I actually suffered from, right, 13 years ago, uh, depression and anxiety, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, heart disease, diabetes, headaches, migraines, autoimmune conditions, ADHD, uh, chronic inflammatory states. So any conditions that involve inflammation, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, which I also used to suffer with, with at one point, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is also a digestive issue, um, increased intestinal permeability, which holistic practitioners often refer to as leaky gut, asthma, which I also suffered from as a kid. So there are so many different conditions. And if you do have any of these conditions, even obesity, to be honest, you are probably suffering with low vagal tone. Okay. So it's really important to know that this nerve 
is communicating, is a communication tool between your brain and your organs, okay? So the best way to increase the effective communication between your brain and your organs, these very, very important organs like your heart and your liver and your gut and, and you know, even like even your blood vessels are affected, right? Because your blood pressure is involved in this parasympathetic, relaxed state, this healing state. So it's very critical to work on your vagal tone. Now, if you have low vagal tone, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. There are so many steps that you can take to increase your vagal tone. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Okay, so that's what I really want to stress is that you have the power to work on your own vagal tone by stimulating your vagus nerve. Okay. And it's so easy and it's so natural. So I'm going to give you a few and then I'm going to go into talking about them a bit. So the first one is deep and slow breathing. So breath work is an excellent way to work on your vagus nerve. Second, singing, humming, chanting, and gargling. Excellent way to work on your vagus nerve. I always ask teenage girls to gargle uh, before bed. Obviously, laughter and socializing are an amazing way to increase your vagal tone. And I'll talk more about that. Um, cold exposure. So cold water therapy is an amazing, amazing way to work with your vagus nerve. And I'm going to talk about that as well. And anything to relax the body to put the body in a relaxed state. So things like meditation, Tai Chi, even exercise is also been shown to increase vagal tone. And even things like probiotics and essential fatty acids because they affect gut health right they 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 affect the gut brain axis communication so i want to talk about that as well and uh lastly things like i might i won't go too much into it because it'll be such a long episode but things like massage is really good essential oils are really good uh, fasting is really good for the body. I'll have to do a separate episode on the cold water therapy and on fasting, because I also use that as some of my top health hacks as well. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about the first few that I've mentioned here. Okay, so deep and slow breaths. So breath work is an excellent way to stimulate your vagus nerve. It's been shown to increase the parasympathetic system response because it activates the vagus nerve and it oxygenates the cells in the body. So when we oxygenate the cells of the body, our body can relax easier. Now, you ever notice when you're stressed, you're breathing shallow, you're not taking uh, slow, deep breaths you're always breathing faster. And a lot of people, when they're stressed, they forget to breathe. So we wanna decrease the rate of our breaths per minute. So a lot of people will take maybe 10 to 12 breaths a minute, 
but we want to decrease it even to six to eight breaths a minute. Okay, so throughout the day, what I do is I will stop and intentionally take deep breaths. And what I like to do is sometimes use a method such as the 478 method, whereas you breathe in for four, hold for seven, and breathe out for eight. Now, whatever method you use, it's always beneficial to exhale longer than your inhale and your hold. It's very, very powerful when you exhale longer. Now, tomorrow is a full moon, so I'm attending a breathwork uh, seminar by a Swami from India. So I'm really excited about that because I know he's going to teach some very cutting edge breathwork techniques. When I was 25, I attended the Art of Living course and I learned a few breath breathwork techniques there as well. So breathwork is an excellent way to stimulate your vagus nerve and put your body into a parasympathetic relaxed state, which then puts your body in a healing state and allows you to heal from anything. Okay, I want you to remember when we're stressed, we can't heal. That's the bottom line. So even before bed, I do this with my daughter every day. You can just hold, play this with, play this game with your children. You can, they can put their hands on their bellies and do deep belly breaths. So it's like blowing up a balloon in your belly when you breathe in and then deflating the balloon when you breathe out. So you see your hand going up and down your tummy. So that is a really, breath work is fascinating. Okay, I can even do a whole episode on breath work. The next technique is singing, humming, chanting and gargling. Okay. Do you ever notice that kids are always a lot of kids are, are singing so much when they're little or they're humming all the time, they're actually increasing their vagal tone when they do that. If you attend some religious functions, so for example, at at the mandir or the Hindu temple, they're chanting, they're chanting vibrational sounds, right? This has been done for centuries. It's actually to increase the vagus, the vagal tone, and it, it really helps to improve mental health and emotional health. And it's so powerful when done in a group as well, because the vagus nerve is connected to your vocal cords and the muscles at the back of your throat. So when you sing or chant, you're activating these muscles at the back of your throat and you're stimulating the vagus nerve. You're increasing your vagal tone. So this has been shown to increase not only your vagal tone, but also your heart rate variability. And your heart rate variability, when it's high, it has been linked to positive emotions and positive mood. It's very powerful. And a lot of times when people have very hoarse voices, very wheezy voices, they need to work on their vagal tone. Okay. And a lot of times singers have to have good vagal tone in order to deliver powerful performances right? The next technique that I love to increase vagal tone is laughter. 
So have you ever attended a laughing yoga class or uh, a laughter session, for example, before yoga or during a retreat? So the Swami that I'm going to see tomorrow for the full moon, he always starts off his breathwork sessions with laughter and just laughing for no reason. It's been shown also to improve mood and increase heart rate variability, but the vagus nerve stimulation is an awesome side effect from laughter. And it's, it's so, it's so amazing because it can actually reduce your stress hormone, right? And stimulating the vagus nerve, it really reflects on positive social connections, because when you improve your vagal tone, it improves your positive emotions, it helps you to feel safe and social and vice versa. When you feel safe and social, you are able to have better interactions, better connections and improve vagal tone because you're in a relaxed state most of the time. So socializing does this, laughter does this. Um, it's important to be with people that bring out those good emotions in you. And it's important to laugh with your friends as much as possible. And I noticed that in families, we tend to laugh with our friends, but not within our household with our family members. If you can make laughter a part of your home, everybody's vagus nerve will, will be uh, stimulated and it's gonna be awesome uh, to increase the mood and the tone of your household, okay? The next technique, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite. I've been doing this technique now since before we've had the pandemic. So for a few years and what it is, is cold exposure. Okay. So cold exposure has been shown to activate the vagus nerve and research have researchers have also found that exposing yourself to cold on a regular basis can actually uh, increase your parasympathetic activity and lower your fight or flight or freeze response, okay? So the reason this works is because when you shock your body with cold, so for example, cold water, when people are stressed, they'll, in movies, right, they wash their face with cold water. Cold shock is a type of, it's called a hormetic stress. So when you do it in appropriate doses, it shocks the body and it can trigger a set of like, it triggers a whole bunch of physiological and hormonal reactions. So it actually helps with your um, inflammatory response. It, it does so much. Uh, it affects your focus, your attention, your mood. People even say that it affects your uh, brown fat cells so which are packed with mitochondria and they help you to burn energy and in turn people have have uh, fat loss right um there's so many benefits to the cold exposure and it actually can even uh improve the functioning of your lymphatic system because it helps to speed up the clearance of toxins from tissues in the body so there's so many benefits so what I do is I follow somebody by the name of Wim Hof and he has the Wim Hof method. It's W-I-M-H-O-F. And uh, he teaches breath work 
and cold water therapy. Now, Scandinavians have been doing this for centuries. And recently, I actually visited a spa in Winnipeg called Thermia, which also had this cold water therapy. Uh, it's a Nordic spa, which had the cold water therapy there. And Wim Hof, he teaches people how to keep your mind and your body in an optimal state by using the breath work to oxygenate your cells and then the cold water therapy. Now I'm gonna read something from his website. His website states, proper exposure to cold starts a cascade of health benefits, including the build up of brown adipose tissue and resultant fat loss, reduced inflammation that facilitates a fortified immune system balanced hormone levels, improved sleep quality, and the production of endorphins, the feel-good chemicals in the brain that naturally elevate your mood. Now that's pretty awesome, right? There's so many benefits to the cold water therapy. It can boost your immune system, improves your circulation, it deepens your sleep even, uh, improves your metabolic function. So I love it. And what you can do is you start off, if you're not used to exposing yourself to cold water, right? You can start off by washing your face with cold water, like freezing cold water, or you can end off your shower. So the way I started was I ended off my showers with cold water. So I would start with 10 seconds, then 20 seconds. I work my way up to a minute or two, right? And because you're in this warm or hot water, taking a shower, and then you end off your shower with this freezing cold water. And it really helps you to build your mindset and your willpower and your resilience. Like it's really also a mind game as well. And I find that it really has helped me boost my immune system, uh, has given me much more energy. And I mean, there's so many benefits to it. It does reduce inflammation in the body as well. And uh, it, it's one of those therapies that you can really do on yourself. I, I don't do it when I'm menstruating. For some reason, my body doesn't want to do it when I'm menstruating. I don't do it every day. I would suggest even three to four times a week to uh, end your shower off with the cold water. And if you can get yourself to one of those cold water therapy spas, that's an added benefit. I have a lot of friends who start off their mornings by going to the lake and doing the cold water dip. And I mean, it is, it's in a really amazing tool and especially after you exercise. So once I was watching a video by Madonna, and after her performance, she actually came and sat in a tub of ice water. And what they've, what studies have shown is that cold water therapy, it reduces the symptoms of delayed onset muscle soreness. So after training, the cold can help to numb the pain. It constricts the blood vessels, which in turn reduces swelling. So that's why ice works for a lot of things. And that's why people who train really hard or exercise really hard, they use cold water therapy in order to help them um, reduce their muscle soreness. So it's a great 
great tool and it tones the vagus nerve amazingly. And it is, there's so many health benefits to you. And I really highly suggest the cold exposure. I mean, start off with the deep breaths, hum once in a while, if you need to, uh, the gargling is very easy, right? And then laughter is very easy. Socializing, you have great control over deciding who and when you want to socialize. And the cold water therapy, it's an added, added tool in your toolbox. Okay. Um, next, I want to talk about the brain gut access and access, sorry, access, and how probiotics can really help with increasing your vagus nerve. So let me start off by saying stress does a lot of things to our digestive system. So it suppresses your stomach acid, your digestive enzyme production. Um, it actually can increase your gut permeability. So the lining of your gut, of your gut gets uh, weaker and it can Stress can even contribute to dysbiosis and overgrowth of bad bacteria. It even affects your nutrient absorption. So you might not be absorbing and assimilating all the nutrients that you're taking in. So the vagus nerve acts as a communication pathway between the brain and the gut, okay? It's really complex, but all you need to know is the vagus nerve sends signals both ways, okay? So a lot of information transmitted from the vagus nerve, the information actually flows up to the brain more than it flows down to the gut. So when the brain and the gut are communicating, information is being sent from the gut to the brain, okay? So what does that mean? That means that if you have good gut health, your brain gets good signals and good messages that are more efficient because the gut brain axis, it influences so much, okay? So for example, your, your motility, okay? So peristalsis, so how fast food can move through the body to get to the colon to be eliminated. So I did an episode recently on constipation with a holistic nutritionist, Jenny. We talked about that constipation, okay? So if you have better vagal tone, you will have better motility. Um, the delivery of your nutrients, which I just mentioned, your, um, your balance of your, of your microbiota. So your good bacteria, bad bacteria. So your gut flora, okay, is also influenced by the way that the communication is happening with the vagus nerve. Um, this in turn affects your neurotransmitters, the neurotransmitters that you're producing. So for example, your serotonin, if you have good gut health and the, and the vagus nerve is functioning optimally, you're going to be able to to uh, send these neurotransmitter signals better, you're going to feel better, you're going to think better, you're going to not be as stressed and anxious, it's going to affect your mood and your behavior. So it's really, really imperative to understand the communication between the gut and the brain, and 
understand the connection with the vagus nerve, okay? Because the, the communication has to be emphasized here. And uh, there's so many studies, there are so many studies that show that having good gut health is not enough or having a good mindset is not enough. It's really that communication that happens between the brain and the gut via the vagus nerve that's really critical, critical okay? So our mind, like our thoughts and our emotions affect our gut health. And in turn, our gut health affects our mind and our emotions as well. Okay. So like even in animal studies, it shows that stress inhibits the signals sent through the vagus nerve and it causes gastrointestinal problems. So the same thing happens in humans with us, we're animals as well. So it's very important to understand this connection. And I find that this is a missing piece in a lot of people who are suffering with depression and anxiety. And I mean, it's so clear at this point that gut bacteria improves brain function, okay? And it affects the vagus nerve. So taking probiotics is an excellent way to replenish your good bacteria and your good gut flora. I spent maybe the first 35 years of my life on heavy antibiotics all the time. And I wasn't aware of the idea of my gut flora being influenced or uh, my gut flora being affected. So I've been taking probiotics now for years. I've never had, I never have digestive issues or anything related to my digestion. And I do feel that my, my gut and my brain are communicating optimally via my vagus nerve. So I feel like this was a huge piece of the puzzle for me because I used to suffer from extreme uh, mood issues and uh, hormonal issues, uh, extreme PMS. And, you know, probably I haven't in about, I'd say over a decade. So I think it's important. Um, there's a lot of studies that show that animals that were given certain probiotic strains, they found like, they even found it can affect your GABA receptors in your brain, right? So um, GABA is like a calming, it's like a calming, uh, it calms the body, right? So it really helps to reduce your stress hormones and anxiety-like type behavior, right? And uh, all of these beneficial changes, they're, they involve the vagus nerve, okay? Another, another uh, nutrient or something that you can take in internally, internally to affect your vagus nerve are omega fatty acids, omega-3s. So there's omega-6s and there's omega-3s. Omega-3s are the essential fats that your body cannot produce itself. So you have to get it from your food sources. So it's found primarily in fish, okay? But it's really, really necessary for the functioning of our brain and our nervous system and our mood because our brain is made of fats, okay? And uh, omega-3 fatty acids, it's been shown to reduce inflammation. It's been shown to reverse cognitive decline. It's been shown to repair intestinal uh, permeability. It's been shown to increase vagus tone and vagus nerve, okay? So it's a really, really 
also easy one. It's really important for kids as well to get enough. And it's, it helps to increase your vagal tone to get started on increasing your vagal tone. And by stimulating your vagus nerve, you really send that message to your body that, you know what, it's time to relax now. It's time to take it easy. And when you are in a parasympathetic state, when that state has been activated within you, then you are much better able to reduce, to adapt to chronic stress. It honestly leads to long-term improvements in your health and your mental health, in your emotional health, in your physical health, in your overall well-being. And I know that increasing my vagal tone has helped me overcome so many health issues and has helped me to speak more clearly, more confidently, to uh, have more energy, to have better skin, to have better circulation, to have better moods. And in turn, our moods then affect our behavior. So to take actions to achieve my goals in life, like it's all connected. And I believe that the vagus nerve is such a magical, magical nerve that we can work with in order to improve our health. So please listen to this uh, podcast episode again, if you have to, I've given you some tidbits here. I mean, it can be an entire course, this, uh, the, the vagus nerve topic, but this is an excellent way to get started in improving your mental health. And every single client, every team that I work with, we always work on improving and enhancing vagal tone and uh, increasing heart rate variability as well so that the body can, can function in its most optimal way and be in its most optimal healing state. So please uh, share this podcast episode with anyone you feel can benefit. And we will talk again next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.